Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie Church here along with Lexi and today we are going to be addressing kind of a hot button issue. I know it's thrown around a lot, the term modesty and what does it mean? I've recently just been listening to some different sermons, some different podcasts on the topic and my perspective honestly has changed on the topic of modesty and how do we view that in in light of the gospel and in light of walking as a christian it's really dramatically changed for me over the years growing up in the late 90s the early 2000s when there was a huge push for this quote purity culture and a lot of times i think the actual heart behind modesty was lost in sort of this rules-based prescription Mm -hmm. for how as women we can be modest and you know all these things and it just i never understood like well why do i need to be mindful of what i say you know do and it's not Mm -hmm. just what we wear and i think a lot of times too we're like when we say modesty our minds just instantaneously go to what you wear and the clothes that you're wearing. And it's not just that. And so Mm -hmm. to kind of start off our conversation, I thought it was super interesting. I looked up the definition, like the dictionary definition of modesty from like dictionary.com. And (laughs) I think this is really telling that it's more than just what you wear. It is, there's a couple of definitions, but one is the quality of not being too proud or confident about yourself or your abilities. And then also, just proper properness or pro- propriety or I don't, I don't know. Propriety. I think yeah. that's how you say it. Dress, think, yeah. speech and conduct. So interesting. It's not just your dress. It also has to do with your actions and your, right. um, how you think about yourself and mm-hmm. being proud, confident, not being too proud or confident. And that's from a secular reference, a definition of what modesty means. So from a Christian right. perspective, obviously the world sees modesty from a you know sheer definition as being more than just what you wear. So as a Christian, how can we look at this and why do we miss it so much? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that it's been like lost in translation for sure. Oh and the pressure has been placed on women mainly because we know that, you know, if we're looking statistically you know, men are going to typically be ones who struggle with lust more, even though women do too. Um, so yeah. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but typically, you know, historically, I would say men are, you know, usually the pursuers of women versus, yeah. you know, women pursuing men. And that comes just from their um, natural sexual drive that the Lord has given them. So we can, you know, repopulate the earth and things like that. We were kind of just chatting before, if you know, if it were up to women, like, I don't know if, I don't even know if we would be here, you know? So it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's just the way that the Lord has created men to be, and that's yeah. why you know men and women why we pair so well together. Right. Um, but when we are looking at modesty in the Bible, when it was talking about being modest, um, I know you had First Timothy two nine, and I had that one in my notes too. So I'll just mm-hmm. read it if I can find it. Um, oh, here we go. You had First Timothy two eight through ten. 
Um, and it says, therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds of appropriate for women who profess to worship God. So I think the big thing there is when the Bible was talking about modesty in that time, they're talking about <clears throat> being modest um, in dress in the sense of not flaunting your wealth um, because, you know, right. obviously there was huge wealth gaps at that time because women during that time dressed modestly. Like you weren't going to see someone wearing shorts back in Jesus's time, like, or a woman wearing shorts. Mm -hmm. That just like, wasn't a thing. It wasn't even a fashion trend. It wasn't any of that. So mm -hmm. modesty wasn't necessarily like, Oh, short shorts and crop tops or whatever it is, but it was more so not flaunting your wealth and not bringing that attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just a different time. So when we're looking at that, we're looking at, okay, what is my, my heart posture in what I'm wearing, um, how I'm presenting myself, not even just about what you wear, but even just how you present yourself. Am I being prideful? Am I being, you know, um, just the center of tension, everything, all the focus is on myself. And it's like, okay, that's, there's a way to be modest, just like the definition on just how you present yourself outside of just your physical appearance. Right. Um, you know, I've heard popular pastors talk about like, you know, women shouldn't like, I've heard this many times that women shouldn't have tattoos because they're drawing attention. Obviously I have a lot of tattoos. So I always feel some type of way about that particular topic. <laughs> um, and I always laugh. Cause I'm like, you know, I was like, I, the last time I remembered, I never got a tattoo for any person. Like, I don't care if anyone sees them or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and also a lot of my tattoos have been a great witnessing tool to kids and to people asking me what certain things mean, or I have a lot of Bible verses or a lot of symbolic meaning to a lot of my tattoos. And I'm like, I've had multiple witnessing moments just from that alone that God has used um, just to tell someone about, to tell someone about Christ. So I think we have to be very careful because it can start getting very, um, legalistic and, you know, everyone's going to have different convictions. Um, I heard some, just some crazy things. Like even if you're too, if you're too stylish, even say like the appearance is still modest, like, you know, your boobs, your butt's not out or whatever. Um, people are saying, Oh, it's too stylish. Like you're bringing the attention to you. I'm like, well, God has created some people to be more like artistic. So you're saying that the way that he created them, they shouldn't be attracted to, you know, so I've heard some crazy things that I'm just like, yeah. okay, we need to sift through this and really think about like, what is our heart posture? What does the Lord mean in being modest? And that means being humble and not being just like super proud and prideful. And it's like, you can dress fashionably and still be modest. And, you know, as long as your heart is in the right place, um, that's like really what matters. For sure. And if you think about it, like that's super uncomfortable. And I think that's why we don't like it because it really is a case by case basis. And it is yeah. from one person to another based on our convictions. I mean, I will be completely honest. My convictions have changed over the years as far as yeah. dress, as far as um, just how I present myself. And that is my own personal conviction. And so if I'm placing my personal convictions on others, that is, we should be extremely wary of that because that can lead yeah. to being realistic, judgmental, holier right. than thou attitude. Whereas God 
really is after our heart. And so what is our heart posture in what we're wearing and what we're doing? And I think that is where it's uncomfortable and it really Mm -hmm. causes us to live by the spirit, not by a set of rules. And that's why, honestly, this legalism with, with how we dress and what we do and what we say and like very black and white is so appealing to our flesh because we don't like to sit in the discernment of the spirit and actually like look at where is my heart versus okay well it's not on the list check i'm good as opposed to address my heart and there are times where i've been fully clothed and you know just giving kind of an example or whatever it may be where my heart is about bringing attention to myself and about being prideful and it may have nothing to do with what i'm wearing but my heart is in the wrong place whereas other times i'm working out at the gym it's 100 degrees in the gym i'm you know some christians may say that i'm i'm not wearing enough clothing or whatever it may be in the gym and you know not that i'm wearing something that's like promiscuous or anything but they look at you know wearing a tank top and wearing shorts well that's showing too much so blah 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 you know that someone could look at that situation but in that situation my heart was not you know so just reflecting upon my own heart i'm like oh well in that situation i had less clothing on but my heart actually was not in a place of trying to garner selfish whatever it may be attention or men looking at me um and i think you know you can be immodest and fully clothed Mm -hmm. you can also be modest and not be wearing nearly as much clothes as maybe you were when you were immodest you know have that immodest heart and i think we have to remember it's not just what we're wearing it's about it's about what what is my heart in this and am i putting my own personal convictions on someone else um, because that is is dangerous and so we have to think about okay each individual situation is going to be like what's the situation like obviously being modest on the beach is gonna or you know modestly dressed is gonna look different than church or you know whatever it may be and so it's not we can't get into like you said it's interesting because the verse where this talks about modesty in first timothy 2 you know, in terms of like, we would look at a lot of their clothing and culturally say, oh, they were very modest, but actually pointing out that they, they were not being modest, even it doesn't matter the, the amount of fabric that is on their body. It truly goes down to where your heart is. And this goes along with, I love this verse, um, first Peter three, three through four, and it talks about beauty and where that truly does come from. And it says your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles or wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Are any of those things sinful in itself? Absolutely not. Is it wrong to wear gold jewelry? Jewelry? No, but our beauty and our worth should not come from that. Rather, it should be that right. of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So you look at that verse and it's like, oh, it's it's getting down to the heart of the issue. And right. are we humble? Do we have that humility? Are we actually surrendering to the spirit and walking by the spirit? Or are we walking by the flesh where we're always trying to elevate ourselves? And it really does come down to Am I living my life? The gospel message, like, am I living yeah. my life for me 
or have I recognized the sinfulness of my heart and surrendered that to God and let him influence what I wear, how I act, what I say? Like, are we viewing modesty as just a set of rules and legalism? Are we actually viewing modesty with the synonym of being humble and, and, right. and um, uh, just exuding submission to God, not yes. living by a set of rules. Like it's just, there's, yeah. it's so different than just what we wear. It is right. truly, are we surrendering to God and in in living by the spirit and recognizing that my heart is deceitful and I will want that attention if I'm living by the flesh, but how can yeah. I live by the spirit and surrender what I wear, what I do, how I act, what I say to the Lord. Right. No, a thousand percent. And I think too, it's like when we think about newer believers or someone that we're trying to, you know, encourage to, to be a believer and, you know, um, and pursue the Lord, they're going to look different than someone who's a little bit more of a mature, mature Christian. Like, and you were saying you're your convictions change. And I think, okay, if someone like me, who's been a Christian my entire life since basically, you know, I, I was only raised in church. I, I know nothing um, outside of that. And, um, you know, I was like, same though. I think the Lord has convicted me in different areas. Um, not even just with the way that I dress, but like how I approach certain situations or if there's like a haughtiness that you can have about yourself. Um, even, even if God has blessed you with a talent and you were very good about this thing, I think that making sure that like the perspective is always Godward versus, you know, inward towards myself and, and right. it's all the glory should always be given to the Lord. So right. I think that's like super, it's going to look different like you said, case by case, because everyone's on a different path and a different journey. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect a newer Christian, maybe coming out of a lifestyle that was, you know, or obviously any lifestyle that we're living outside of mm -hmm. God's terms is not a good lifestyle, but there, it could be someone coming out of a lifestyle. Like I knew a girl who, um, she was an escort and, mm -hmm. um, you know, she became saved and completely turned her life around. But like, I think her level of modesty is going to look different when she first became a Christian yeah. to like where she's at now, you know, and that's all types of like, like you said, you can be fully clothed and still not have a modesty about you. You can still right. be very, um, and modest. So right. I think that is definitely important to like think about. Um, but yes, the Lord's going to convict us all differently. And it is, um, you know, there's certain things that you probably wouldn't wear going to church that you would wear, like going to the beach or like going, you know, so it, it's pretty, it's pretty basic when it comes to those things, but also not judging someone. If you see someone in church right. who maybe you think is like, oh, that might be a little bit inappropriate for church. Mm -hmm. God has not placed that conviction on their heart yet. And you should be so grateful and thankful that they're even here willing to step right. inside this place to be more filled with the spirit and be more focused on, you know, on the Lord. Um, I found this quote that I loved from gotquestions.org because I always go on there. Um, it's yeah, if, you, if you have questions about anything Bible related or world related or whatever, just type it into gotquestions.org and it, it will always give you a great biblical perspective on certain situations. But um, anyway, so this quote comes from there and I'm going to lift up my phone because I can't see. 
Okay, it says the key to understanding what constitute modesty and dress is to examine the attitude and the intents of the heart. Those whose hearts are inclined towards God will make every effort to dress modestly, decently, and appropriately. Those, heart, those whose hearts are inclined towards self will dress in a manner designed to draw attention to themselves with little or no regard for the consequences to themselves or others. Mm. And I really liked that quote. And yes, I know that's focused more so on dress, but it's true. Like God will convict us all differently and individually. And as we are pursuing the Lord more, he will refine us and change us. And something that we thought was appropriate, like when I was like 21 and going out clubbing and stuff, like and I remember cleaning out my closet like years later. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wore this, like, you know, something super teeny tiny or whatever. And, and now would I would never even wear something like that, but there's just different things that the Lord is going to convict us about. And I think that, you know, the emphasis always being placed on women, I think is hard because whether mm -hmm. someone has a, lust issue or not like i don't think the blame should always be put on the women because a man who has an issue with lust or a woman who has an issue with lust you can be wearing a paper bag and it does not matter because that is the sin that they are struggling with um and i think like for women it's always about us like okay yes i get it we have boobs and butts and all these things that men are naturally attracted to um but i think that like if someone is struggling with that, you could just walk by, like I said, in a paper bag and that person, that is what they struggle with. And it doesn't matter what you wear, but it's, right. it's, I think that, you know, we have to realize that men and women both need to be modest and not just our dress, but in our presentation of ourselves, because we're right. supposed to reflect the Lord. We're supposed to, if someone looks at us there, they should be thinking what is different about them, not based mm -hmm. off their appearance, but based off their heart, because you can tell when you talk to someone who is devoted to the Lord, there is something different about their entire spirit about right. them. And, and people like will come up and they'll tell you that, like, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's just something that just draws them in and it's Christ. Right. Right. Absolutely. Kind of going off what you said about the, there tends to be an overemphasis on women for sure. And the, I think we look at it in a negative manner because we're like, oh, you know, we're, it's, everything's placed on us, which yes, a lot of times, especially in purity culture growing up, it was don't make a man lust. And it's like, well, actually if a man is struggling with lust, like you said, like that is his personal responsibility. But at the same time, I think as a sister in Christ, we, we are told to love others, right? So we're, we're, we're commanded to love God and love others. If we know, which statistically speaking, lust is one of the biggest struggles um, that our society deals with, but also men specifically in general, it's just astronomical. If we truly do care about our brothers in Christ and what maybe they are struggling with, we will make an effort in order to not cause them to stumble, if that makes sense. So it's it's like twofold. The burden is not placed solely on women. Absolutely not. Yeah. But at the same time, we do have a responsibility if we do care about our brothers in Christ to support a godly walk. Now, like you said, if someone is not submitting to the spirit, someone could be wearing like literally just a gazillion piece of fabric. Like I could not be showing anything and someone would lust after someone who's wearing that because their heart is they're you know, they're struggling with that and, and 
our heart is deceitful above all else, right? So we'll find ways to lust, whether it be just like envisioning certain things or um, whatever it may be. And men are not left off the hook. And I think Matthew 5, 28 really just like dresses us head on. Jesus says, I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So it truly is getting back to that heart issue and, and getting back to, okay, you know, where, where, in terms of, in terms of what we're wearing, like, where is our heart? But then also too, are we bearing the, the responsibility of also not encouraging sin, if that makes sense? So, you know, it's this balance. And I think, um, my perspective has changed on this some since being married because Jake has shared with me, my husband, just the statistics in terms of men struggling with lust and and pornography and and just also how the male mind works and how they view like in terms of a man who is struggling with pornography or um or lust and that that burden is not placed on us but at the same time i want to be mindful of that and not actually like the thought of another man lusting after me actually makes me like cringe because i'm like first of all it's it's sinful, but also at the same time, am I contributing to that based on my own sinful action? So it's, it's like, okay, it's, it's both, it's like an and, right? So it's uncomfortable and we don't like that because we, as women, especially in the culture with, with feminism being super popular, it's like, well, I can wear whatever I want and you just have to deal with it. Well, it's like, well, the lusting is the man's issue, but at the same time, you can't wear whatever you want and expect there not to be consequences for some of those sinful actions in terms of like, if your heart is in the wrong place. So that is, it's like this uncomfortable in between that we have to deal with and it's going to look different. And I think, especially just my eyes have been open to the struggle that men deal with. And, and so am I contributing to that? So I've taken down a lot of photos. I mean, to be honest, there are photos on the internet of me. And this is just kind of like being 100% transparent. There are many photos online that I am just very um, grieved that they are online. Because back in my before Christ days, when I was in the fitness industry, I would post bikini pick after bikini pick after booty shot after booty shot. And if you Google my name, things will pop up that are very in my view, immodest, and I regret um, tremendously. But at the same time, like we're anyone who's in Christ is a new creation, and so I, I recognize that. So I don't have any guilt or shame over that. It's just more so like I have this. I have a perspective of transformation in that, and, and or a testimony that God has really transformed transformed my heart. And um, I recognize that a lot of what I did actually was perpetuating the struggle of men to lust after women. And I, and I feel, and I grieve that. Um, and so from that, I, I hope to encourage other women that that literally only led to me feeling more insecure about myself, me feeling more shame and more guilt at that time versus feeling empowered. It wasn't, there's nothing empowering about having random men on the internet lust after my body. Um, so it's like, uh, really, why are you posting that photo? And I think it comes down to that too. A lot of things we post online and things we say, it's like, what is the heart behind that? And I can say that most of those photos that I used to post, um, 
uh, you know, that were promiscuous were truly to have attention brought to myself. And that yeah. was and part of the responsibility of some of those men lusting after me did fall on me because I was the one posting it. And so, yeah. you know, it is that uncomfortable in between of like the, just that tension <laughs> and, and we don't like it. And I'm, st- and I still wrestle with it. And I don't know how you feel about about, you know, just your perspective on it. But like every single day I'm like, okay, discernment and praying like God, make it clear what how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to wear, what I'm supposed to do and help yeah. me to honor you. But also at the same time, encourage other, you know, encourage other women to um, run after you and, and have their heart transformed. And that then will result in a different way that we act and we dress and we speak and, and et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I, I completely agree for sure. I mean, like you were saying, we're in society, we're told that it's empowering for women to take their clothes off and, you know, be basically yeah. nude on online. Right. But then as soon as a man has any opinion or says anything, even if it's sexual, non-sexual, whatever, yeah. about someone who did that... Then it's like, you know, how dare you say something or blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's both. It's like, you want all this attention because I know that Instagram, like a lot of things are for clicks and likes and things like that. So it's, it's so hard because it's just interesting to me. Cause I was like, is it really empowering that one or that men are lusting after you? Like, is that really like the type of empowerment that you want? Or is it that I need the attention to to give me temporary satisfaction that only leads to more um, just like hurt and pain and things that, you know, we think that, oh yeah, like I'm going to post this photo and I'm going to get all these likes and it's going to make me feel good about myself. But then in the end, as soon as that high is done, you don't feel good about yourself and you may feel a little convicted or you may feel a little just, you know, um, yeah, just like having just negative feelings about it. And then we, we expect men not to have issues with lust when you go down Instagram and it's like soft porn, you know? So it's very interesting for sure. Like I've thought about that a lot and I'm like, okay, like, you know, I also want to be aware of the people that I'm following because I, you know, I don't want to, and we've talked about this before. I don't want to think that I need to post a certain way just because mm-hmm. this is the way the world is. And it does condition your minds. Like, and it doesn't even come down to wearing clothes or not, even just like being modest about the things that you have. Like, I always think it's very interesting when people flex about like, oh yeah, like, I don't know if you pick post pictures of like money or like, you know, new cars or things like that. I'm like, what? Like, we're not like rappers. Like, what is this? You know? So I just, it's very, <laughs> it's very interesting to me. Cause I'm like, I think you need to be modest in those ways too. Like if the Lord yeah. has blessed you financially or blessed you, whatever type of way, like being modest about those things too. So then you don't okay. cause not even just people to lust, but to be envious over you. I think yeah. that's like a big thing. And then it's, you know, I've had friends tell me, yeah, I had to stop going on Instagram so much because I was getting jealous or envious about other mm-hmm. people's lives that I didn't have. And, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that, that comes to a point of like being modest in that area too. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like you can't, 
we as women have a role to not contribute to um, a huge issue in our society, which is, you know, just a general lustfulness and over-sexualization of men and women. Uh, we have to play, we have to play our part too. And like, there's definitely things that like I've posted and then like, well, years ago now I posted and I was like, oh, like, why did I post that? And like, you feel so good in that moment, but it's not empowering, like in any type no. of way. It's actually really taking our power because we're putting it back into the hand. Well, I mean, like if you're like an overly feminist and people are like, well, we're putting it back in the hands of men. Like now you're like, yes, men praise my body, but then also you should be ashamed if you're looking at me sexually. I'm like, wait, yeah. this is how God literally made them this way. And then you're contributing to it. And now it's their fault again. So it's like, it's so yeah. confusing, you know, and it's yeah. like, let's be modest in everything that we do and, and make sure that all the praise and glories always turn back to the Lord. And, you know, I think sometimes like we'll do things and I'm like, Ooh, maybe that wasn't like, maybe I was trying to like, you know, draw attention to myself. And then you have to like kind of reflect, regroup, and then, you know, keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. but, yeah. But I don't yeah. think that we should be ashamed of our talents and like, you know, no. accomplishments or things like that. You know, I always tell people like God has made you a certain way and he's given you certain gifts to be able to, mm -hmm. to point them back to Christ. And like, even right. I think about you, like your dedication to, to, fitness and to get your body to a certain leanness like it takes a certain type of person like that's not something right. that everyone can do so like right. the lord gave you a certain drive to do certain things and to mm -hmm. even when i talk to people about starting business like some people don't have that drive to start a business or things like that and so the god has given us so many different gifts but it's like turning that back to the lord's like yes yeah. the lord has blessed me with this type of determination mm -hmm. and dedication so i can show the world that all the glory goes back to God. And, right. and I think that, you know, that's super important to recognize. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because God has gifted us with certain abilities and the worst thing we can do is thinking that it's something that we've done in order to achieve that. And, and then that comes back to like the workspace salvation. I think a lot of times too, it's like, Oh, well I've, what I've been such a good person. So I deserve this and I've tried so hard. And it's like actually like bringing us back to the gospel of how, you know, our hearts are deceitful. Our hearts are evil. And it's only through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice that we can actually be, a, we can be, looked at as righteous because of Jesus and, and, and really taking all of our abilities and gifts. And like, we're so, there's so many, there's so much, so much gifting in each individual and, yeah. and in the Christian community, it's like giving that glory back to God and not being yeah. ashamed of it. You know, we're not yeah. supposed to just like, we're the light of the world. And so, you know, we're not supposed to just like hide everything that God's gifted us with it, but yeah. it's like, where are we giving that glory? Um, or where are we giving that, where are we putting that praise? And is it in ourselves or is it in God? And um, I'm so too encouraged by individuals who are super talented, who, who are very yeah. accomplished and they are constantly bringing it back to like, glory goes to God. Like he is working. Through, it is a spirit working through me to make a difference in whatever realm and we need more Christians. And Fitness. We need more Christians in business. We need more Christians. Like Christians are meant to be in the world, but not of the world. And 
if you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you need to abandon your occupation or your talent or your job or whatever it may be to go do ministry. Like ministry is where you are. And there's like this weird misconception that like, it's either you work in ministry or you work in the secular world. It's like, actually, no, like we're called to be the light in the dark. We're called to be the salt and the light. And we're meant to, we're called to make a difference in those dark places. And we need more, we need more Christians in politics. We need more Christians in every single realm um, to make a difference and impact for the kingdom. And so I actually, I remember initially when I uh, was baptized in 2017, I had this like thought of like, do I need to leave fitness completely? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's not, it's not a Christian industry. And I remember just praying about it and God really like placed it on my heart that like, I I just remember like reading through scripture and just like praying and and the Psalms, reading through Psalms and and the Proverbs. And it's like, I just remember it hit me. I was, it was like, we need more light in the dark. Why would I pull yourself out of a dark place? The fitness industry is very, very secular, very dark. Um, When people who, those people need need Christ just as much as anyone else. And, and so it's like, goodness gracious, why, you know, we can be, we can make a difference wherever God places us. And so um, that's such good news. Yes. No, it really is. It really is. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was such a fun one. This was a good, good topic to, yeah, to talk about and just to bring up. So very relevant in today's uh, society, but um, thank you guys for listening. If you made it to the end, make sure you um, follow us on Instagram at the dot freedom podcast. If you can leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, that would be amazing. Helps boost up our ratings or ranking or, you know, you know, I don't know how this stuff works, but so I, I hear. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. See you guys. Bye.